0: Welcome to Honest Talk about heartbreak, dating, and relationships.
1: Relationships.
0: The podcast helping you navigate your path to happy ever after with your host, Rob McPhillips.
2: I believe that there's three keys to relationships. So um, that's what we're going to do in the next three meetups. So tonight, we're going to talk about key number one. And I believe key number one is connection. So tonight we're going to be on a quest and we've got Betty and Janos leading our quest to look at connection and disconnection. Um, So we started off in the breakout rooms by discussing when we felt, from experience connected or disconnected in relationships um so what did you find what ideas did you have or any comments feedback from the discussion <sighs> like the the idea of connection or disconnection
3: well we felt that the uh central feeling at the heart of uh feeling connected is to be supported so uh First of all, we looked for examples where we felt connected and we kind of reversed engineered it and looked for examples where we didn't feel connected. So an example was uh, when somebody was trying to communicate with someone and the person wasn't listening because they were on the phone and they had a blank expression on their face. So we said the opposite of that then obviously is to be listened to and to feel heard and to feel respected. And the, the, the feelings around that were to feel acknowledged, and for someone to show a genuine interest and to ask questions. Um, We also felt uh, another example is uh, when someone shows genuine concern and asks questions, and asks, like, what's bothering you? And they listen. Uh, So the feelings we had were, like, feeling lighter, feeling validated, respected, respected of your needs, and empathy, and uh, uplifted and embraced. And uh, really, we felt that when people felt heard, they felt relaxed and that the central feeling for that was to feel supported and that that was what was uh, one of the most important things, to feel connected to someone.
2: Okay. That's great, thank you. Any other comments from that, from that group? Anyone else? Okay. Uh, Janos.
1: We mainly more find it a uh, disconnection. It's coming from the um, communication, behavior, and expectations. So that came up that like object, the object is changed, or our common goal is changed over the time. The whole so, issue.
2: So I- Sorry, change it as in over time, so like growing together, is that?
1: It's like uh was a situation where somebody wanted uh, three kids. The other one wanted four kids over the time. So, or they wanted a weekend house, you know, or they wanted more like a, a flat. It can be between each other, it's changed the uh, goals. Okay. Perhaps could be the carriers as well. Careers.
2: Oh, careers, yeah. Yes.
1: We had the honest issues as well, when we feel disconnected. It's unable actually to open the other person.
2: So yeah, honest communication.
1: Yes. Uh, too much comfort.
2: Okay, as in um, they got complacent with each other and...
1: Over the time, you know, uh, after a couple of years, they get too much comfort with each other, so they're not doing the same way like in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, too much tickings and not compromise. One person taking too much, the other one is not compromise. Okay distance getting critic and called distance and it's getting critics and calls okay lack of respect and the person not presence
2: okay so so like the other group said there uh, where someone's <coughs> you're talking but not really there okay can I add something there, Rob? Yeah, sure. Um, just I
4: mean, sometimes, you know, um, there might be a number of instances, but you know, obviously sometimes you meet someone and it might be a bit of lust in the beginning, or you know, oh to make me laugh, you know, so it's I'm not saying it's first day or first date and stuff, but as you're getting to know someone, you might go, Oh, they're funny. Um, oh they're, you know, really attractive. And uh, yeah, sometimes you might not have known the personality first, might you? Um, hmm. As as you get to know someone, six months down the line, that's why you might become disconnected because it's not all just about attraction or hang on, they're not funny 24-7 or every time you see them, they're not funny no more because I see them five days a week now, but I only used to see them on a Saturday night and all, all the effort was there to make me laugh. I'm trying to say, and I'm going to quickly compare that to... I used to see uh, my son for two hours a week. So that two hours is just a highlight. Mm. Again, a date can be four hours, five hours, whatever it is, and it's just, it's all good. Mm. But when you see somebody four times a week, it can't all be good.
2: That's yeah.
4: I'm compared. Oh Saying I'm gone, well, I see him four nights a week now, and he's not funny all the time now, whereas we, when we used to eat once a week, mm. it was fun and...
0: Can I just add a few comments as well, Rob? Yeah, sure. Yeah, basically we're talking about disconnection. Um, when a man goes into his cave, which is the classic book, isn't it? Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Um, men retreat into their cave and that can confuse... Um, a woman has confused me in the past but I respect the the differences and I was also saying that I like to retreat into my cave as well but men don't always understand that so I was kind of I was getting a little bit kind of stereo, I was stereotyping men and then I apologized because I realized I needed to get more specific about my own experiences rather than generalize which is defensive and I'm learning not to do that anymore but um Yeah, men they retreat, but I would like it if a man, when he retreats, could say, "Okay, honey, I'm 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 off for a while, you know. Um, I've got to think about this. I will be back, um, and I'll let you know. But don't worry. I wish a man could just say a few things around that, and they could spend all they wanted to in their cave, but as long as they said like a few words of respect, you get me?
2: Yeah um because it's i think what you're saying is it's not the fact that they go to the cave it's the fact that um you don't know why they've gone to the cave you don't know what that means absolutely
0: Mm. absolutely
5: Okay. Yeah, so why do but why do you need to know? It's there. It's a, it's probably um a part of a ritual because I'm not a man, but I go into whatever it is that I go into
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Cave.
5: and yeah. after work when I come in after a hard day's work, don't speak to me. I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> okay. I'm serious. I must have my cup of tea and then I'll have my shower. Then you can speak
3: to me. Until then, don't. Is this about communication then? Because if if one person goes into their cave and they want their space and they want to be left alone, for the other person to feel content in that relationship or to still feel that connection, is it that they need to just simply communicate and be like, I need my space?
0: It's
3: not just
1: communication, actually we need to understand first ourselves what is that feeling and to know, okay, I need a little time now. And after the communication, but so many of us, we're not even aware about, now I need time. So it's very difficult to get in the relation until you not understand your own behavior. So first you need to understand yourself. Then after you're able to communicate, expression it should come from ourselves first. We need to be able to express for ourselves, for our brain, to let know what I actually want now, time, and after talk.
6: Yeah,
3: that right. makes sense, Janos. I like the way you put that. It starts with knowing yourself and then communicating that honestly and openly.
6: But sometimes mm. even we may not know why we are going into the cave. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. we are there. You just find yourself there, but it's just the emotion is just, you know, I don't know, you just feel down and you just want to get on with it in you yourself and you don't want anyone to talk to you about it. But you can't like really explain. it sex, Yeah,
0: you could get say if a man just like left a bit of apple crumble outside the cave, for
6: instance. That would make things
0: really, really easy, whereas a man tends to kind of get in my experience when I've got into my cave, rather than getting some apple crumble and custard afterwards, they've got really moody and kind of, where have you been, what, what? you know, and it's like, hang on a minute, you can go into your cave, but when I go into my cave, it's like drama. I'd
6: yeah, much you know, rather you know, have Sarah, I'd just like to say, it's actually chicken and black bean sauce and noodle <laughs> chow chow made this time.
1: Look, Sarah, it's very simple. Make a ritual. You put out your socks in the door or your tie. Sorry, that's my time. Thank you. And you teach your partner. That's simple, no?
5: But I think that if we are communicating in general, we should have um, developed a sense of what a person, uh, what makes a person tick, your partner tick. What yes. um, what their their work life is like if it's a stressful type of job um, yes. if they have long days they come in very tired etc um, etc cetera, et cetera. and I think we can go some way in helping them um, by trying to understand just based on the cues that we're seeing from them as well and in that way mm. we can have a proper conversation. Um, Mm. We can ask questions, um, because sometimes you are doing things and you don't even realize that what you're doing is affecting the other person negatively.
1: Mm. I think what's simple sometimes what's happening, because women are waiting for the men to arrive home, so they're able to express their days. No, 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 Stop. Sometimes opposite as well. I'm not saying just one side, <laughs> but they just arrive home and delete a couple of needs to switch off. But mm. sometimes they should do that outside. But what most of them they do in front of TV.
5: Um, excuse me. I'm not one waiting off. at home for a man to come home, and I see Rob is dying with laughter.
6: <laughs> okay, but sometimes it's I'm opposite.
7: <laughs>
5: Man is waiting for wife to come home. Wife is the, wife is the big wig and husband is junior to wife. wife. Husband is waiting for wife to come home. What about that situation? No, come on.
3: Yeah.
5: I used to work seven days a week. Okay, I was on call because <laughs> I, I at, at some points. And I used to travel a lot. I used to go to a lot of international conferences. Husband had to stay home with baby, even though there was a helper. Okay, so I am the grumpy one. (laughs) I am the one who, when I come home, I have a cave. (laughs) Not him. (laughs) It goes, you know, in other words, I'm not blowing my trumpet. Okay, I'm just saying that it goes both ways. And we both need time to decompress and have some space. And to my mind, if I didn't have that time to not speak, to let my hair down, just to take off the road clothes and just feel like a human being. I don't want to hear your problems. Don't tell me about who stole what in the office and who did whatever. I can't accommodate it. Give me half an hour and I'll listen to you afterwards.
7: I'm all yours, but just yeah. give me that space. And I well, People are often scared to be that honest though, aren't they, generally? Yeah. Or if you try and communicate these things, like no one's perfect. Um, but I think like when you do go into their cat, you just to give some indication of that's what's going on, even mm. if it's not perfectly communicated, just to give some indication sometimes can yeah. be better than being left confused and then it just makes things worse, I guess. In my experience.
0: like if you're married, yeah, yeah, like if you're married, I absolutely get you know your partner. Inside and out, you know all the nuances and all the mannerisms, and you can like you know you can play off the cues, you know. But when you're first dating, I was talking about when you first go out with somebody, and you're learning about them. Say in the first six months, and they're sort of giving you stipulations not to like go into your cave, and and yet they they don't contact you for like ages, and suddenly they they appear and say hi. And you think, where the hell have you been like, you know? There's no communication. There needs to be more communication, you know? It's so important. One of my love languages is how a man communicates with me. That is my love language. Not how many presents I get, but how I'm communicated with. And whether they bring the apple crumble or not. (laughs)
6: <laughs> I'm not going to live that one down, am I? Can I?
0: Can I ask I, a question I, about the point that Daz made
3: when he was saying <laughs> about if you start off seeing someone only one night a week and it's novel and then you see them more and it's not so novel, how do you maintain the connection then? Okay,
2: um, yeah, that's perfect timing. So whenever we talk, every problem or every situation has different levels. There's the level of the content, and that's where we're talking at at the moment. And when you talk from the level of the content... It's very emotive, um, and you can't really see much other than where you are and in the, in the actual conflict. Mm-hmm. So there's the content, there's also the concept, what it's about, and then there's the concept context. So we're going to go a bit abstract and look at the context so that we have a full understanding of connection, how it forms, what it's about, how we develop, and then the quest is going to be then to bring it back down to the content. So we have a a bird's eye view. um, And so we can see the different sides. Okay. So, um, right. So so we're going to go abstract. Um, Okay. So, you know, there's the old, um, okay. So first of all, a quick thought on this and your first responses to what is connection and what is disconnection
3: i think connection is to feel known and to feel known you need to feel seen and heard
0: and respected and valued okay love that you should write a book you should write a book you know love it love what you say
2: does anyone else have any any um, views on connection disconnection?
4: Connection is uh, many things in common. Know you're being listened to, uh, and not just. If as I take it, um, if somebody's listened to you, and they've they've heeded on what you what you've told them, so hang on, I hate it that you keep putting your feet up on a buffet. Two days later, or every day of the week, the next week, you're still putting your feet up on the buffer. Okay. But again, I'll give a quick example. One of my exes, sometimes when she got annoyed, she uh, try and make sometimes moments of making me jealous with other men. And I kind of said, she thought that I'd draw me closer. And I said, no, it pushes me away. And yet, two months down the line, she'll go, you should be spending more time with me. When I go out on a night out, you shouldn't want me to go out. Um, I do have other men who try to chat to me. So trying to make me jealous, going, but if you would want to see me absolutely 52 weekends a year, then I wouldn't get that attention. So trying to say, hang on, I am being, you know, other guys do try and chat me up sometimes when I go out with the girls. So it's like, so i'm trying my little point of saying hang on i'm not just are you being listened are you acting upon what i'm telling you it's my summary say hang on i'm telling you don't keep trying to make me jealous because it's just scaring me off you
2: Hmm.
4: so acting upon what you're being told also so you're not listening you're acting upon it too
2: so we always either move towards connection or away from connection and we want the connection and so what we do is people try to manipulate it or control to get the connection um but we're going to go even higher and this is going to sound really strange but you know that there's the old cohen of if a tree falls and no one is there does it make a sound okay if so, to connect, if we look at the definition of connection, it's to join with something, it's to be about be a part of something. If you do something and no one's there, did you do it? No, yeah,
0: because yeah, we're all Sorry. connected, you know, like um, um the power of now, or uh, the guy that wrote it, Ed Cotton. I can't
2: tell you. He talks mm.
0: about yeah, he talks about the power of interconnectedness, the web, of the web of interconnectedness. I okay. absolutely believe that. Every action is an equal and opposite reaction.
2: Okay. I'm gonna so... say
0: no, because without somebody
3: there to hear the tree falling, there is no sound, so it's the perception. so I'm gonna say the connection doesn't work if there isn't anyone to receive the other side. Mm. I mean,
4: um sorry, does. I'm just saying. Well, there's maybe two quick instances. In some instances, it, I'd say yes, people will realise because if I throw a stone into a lake, ripples. Maybe not. You know, in two minutes' time, nobody's going to realise. But if I, if I chop down a tree, and then somebody who's been there the day before and been near that tree, there'll be some instances where people realize, will realise there are after
2: effects to people's actions. I, yeah, okay. So, yeah. So, so, there's, um, so there's connect, um, there's consequences. But the, the in terms of like, it, does it make a sound? Um, in order to have a sound, you've got to have something that makes the stimulus and you've got to have the response. So, um, does it make a, um, sound not if no one's there to hear it? So there is a consequence. But what I'm talking about, and, and Sarah, you picked up on the interconnectedness, which is very true, but what I'm talking about is if there was total disconnection. So I'm thinking, is it, there is a film, isn't it, The Spa- Spaceman, where he was just like alone and just did things and he was yeah, in a,
0: yeah, a different yeah.
2: world. So if he da- does something, does he actually do it? So there's no one there to have any consequence. There's no... Um, well,
0: if you believe in faith, I mean, we're gonna, we, we could go into an existential conversation about this. I, I haven't got a faith, so I would say 100% yes, because for me, the ex- witness, uh, is uh, beyond the human concepts anyway. My witness, I've got, I've, I've got a faith, so I have a witness, you know, there's always going to be a witness. Sorry, what's the
3: example
2: you're <laughs> asking? Somebody's in space and that, what happened? Yeah, there's a film, uh, The Spaceman where he um, goes up to a space station and he's completely alone on the planet. He um, So he's living there, um, surviving, but he's got no no one. Um, so there's no one around. So I'm just thinking about that. Okay. If it's you... indeterminate.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, the I mean, this,
2: this,
6: just comes, sorry, this just comes back to Schrodinger. Is the cat dead or alive? Until you observe it, it hasn't happened. It's physics. Uh, so, therefore, it's in determinate state. Until you observe it, it hasn't happened. Or not happened. So it's indeterminate. You can't say either way. Because you have not
5: perceived. But if you, you, the person who is doing the action, if you have expended energy, then you have done something.
6: You have observed it yourself. Yes. Yeah
7: about meaning of shared experience as well, maybe. Um, as in, I'm not sure if I can explain that to you already, but obviously,
0: again, I might come back to that one. Yeah, OK. But,
2: but um, sharing sorry, sorry. things and, and it meaning.
0: Yeah, I think that's called intersubjectivity, the shared meaning. So you've got the two individual people, and then the overlap is the shared meaning called
2: intersubjectivity. It's really interesting. Intersubjectivity is an interesting concept to read about. Mm. Okay. So another way of of looking at it is I I remember a few years ago my daughter was into Minecraft when it first came out. Um and Minecraft is I I played it with her once or twice. And it's basically you start with nothing. You're just this person in this like la- blank landscape and then you have to go and get stuff um and like chop down a tree or get this block or something and you build your house and then you build like a deck around and then you build weapons and you hunt animals and all these kind of things and so gradually you build your reality um, and when i was thinking about it, that's really how how we build our world It's we connect to institutions, we connect to family, we connect to people, we connect to ideas, we connect to beliefs, we connect to cultures. And all of these create our experience of life. Okay. Does that make sense so far? So, um, so our reality is created from connection. Because in this connection, like, who are we without that connection? Because everything that we do is in relation to someone else. As Sarah said about the inter- subjectivity and connectedness. that what we do, we need some context. So we'd have the context of a relationship. And all relationships are, who are we in relation to this? Who are we in relation to this idea? Who are we in relation to this person? So our experience and our meaning of life is created from our what we connect with. Does that make sense? It's
1: more like the experience. More like the experience.
2: Yeah. Yes, because the, the, the subjective reality is, is all the same, but what we connect with as an idea as a belief as and then the people that we connect with are what's going to create our experience of life what
3: was that about connecting with an idea or belief
2: well if you if you connect so if you um connect to an idea so let's think of an idea so um let's say into subjectivity now if you've never heard of that, never thought about that concept, you'll go through life without ever noticing anything. But now that Sarah's mentioned it, and maybe someone will see it again somewhere or read a book on it, um, and then you're going to notice in your experience, you're going to notice, okay, that's like the, the concepts of that. So <clears throat> imagine yeah, if you... If you'd never had, if you've never never known a car, like you'd come out of, you know, like some Mowgli or Tarzan or something, been brought from the jungle, um, never seen and you suddenly understand cars, that changes your experience because you connect into mm. that idea. So every so the internet has changed. Um, I don't know, we're probably all old enough to have experienced life before internet. Has anyone not known life before internet? so the internet has changed all of our experience because like definitely when i grew up there was you know we never had that and then suddenly we're shopping online we're meeting people online we're, we're, we're all here talking online so that idea has changed our experience the people that we meet the relationships that we have also change us so that we learn something from this relationship. We we get exposed to different ideas, different personalities. And so we learn from that experience. So um, connection is really the core of relationships. Connection isn't a part of relationships. Relationship is a part of connection because the experience of being human is about connection because that's that's more um about how we create the reality it's about the quality of reality that we have so the when we're in a relationship and we feel connected that's when we feel love we feel validated we feel alive we feel um all of those things are about when we're deeply connected, and when we're deeply connected with someone, or with an idea, or with an experience, um, or you like, if we really believe, if we're really devout, religious, um, and we really connected to those ideas, that makes it, that brings us life, energy, love, all of those things. When we're disconnected from something, we feel the opposite. Does that make sense so far? Yeah,
0: yeah, makes perfect
2: sense. Okay, so for the next level of the quest is to look at not just in terms of relationship because we're going to go bigger here for first because what we're all looking for from the relationship is connection. So if we understand connection, then like in a, in a higher level sense we can then come back and bring it into the relationship like then we are because we understand connection better we can understand it within the context of a relationship does that make sense so um betty your group was talking about connection weren't you and uh janos was group was talking about disconnection so um uh stella i think everyone else was here so what we do is we broke up up into two groups and we're on a quest looking to understand connection and the other group is looking at, to understand disconnection so we're going to go back into the breakout rooms and to try and break down um we're not going to, we've you've covered it in some of what you fed back so just to clarify what does disconnection feel like? What does connection feel like? Um, some of the ideas you've already got down. Um, so do you think we could do this five minutes? OK, so we're going to go five minutes into the breakout rooms. We're going to try, and you should be able to list, like if you grab a text box. Um, I don't know. Can people get into that and um, and add their contributions?
7: Not that I'm aware.
2: Okay. All right. So uh, let's start with the disconnection group. I
1: can't add it, fortunately. We go to the low confidence.
2: Okay. I'll just try and type quickly Fear, fear,
1: fear of lost, anger, guilt, grief, sadness. Pride. Pride? Pride. 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 Pride, yes. Yeah. Jealousy. And shame.
2: Okay.
7: And I also have resentful in there. Sorry? Resentful as well. Resentful.
2: Oh, resentful, yeah. Can
4: I... Anything else? Irritation? Irritated?
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now Besties Group.
3: Uh, it looks like we might have done disconnection as well, actually. Okay. Uh, I so you've got you... similar... We're, I can give you the the bits we've got, which are uh, insecurity, powerless, fear, lack of control, frustrated, alone, angry, resentful, rejected, sad, disappointed, helpless, hopeless, disempowered, rejected,
2: vengeful. So we did disconnected. disconnected. Okay, okay. So then, quickly, as a group, how does connect when you feel really connected to someone to something? okay so let's say in the context of relationship when you feel really connected to someone how does it feel and everyone if you just unmute and just quickly add in you as feel, quick as i can type
8: i think you feel present with the person sense of presence um a, a, um, a really good rapport but i guess these aren't really emotions are they
2: um I think present might be, rapport maybe not, but what what do you feel when you're in rapport?
5: A lot of mirroring. mirroring in happens. harmony, you're in, in harmony.
8: Yeah, uh,
2: you're in harmony. There's, uh, con- you know, um, it's effortless. Don't... It's effortless. Okay, um, so effortless. Is there effortless emotion?
8: Not really. Relaxed.
2: Really? <laughs> Re- yeah, uh, um, yeah, so, yeah. so relaxed.
5: Relaxed, yeah, I guess. Fulfilled. Comfortable. Yeah. That's relaxed. That's
2: relaxed.
1: Laugh. Is that <laughs> yeah. laugh
2: or love? Love. <laughs> love? love.
1: But it could be laugh also. <laughs> It's a kind of connection, actually. You need to know how to laugh with the other person. <laughs> content. Content.
3: Yeah. yeah. Exactly. content. Yeah. Feel
2: present.
8: Yeah, Isn't it's a okay. it sense time... belonging,
2: actually, a sense of belonging as well. Mm. And scene. Courage. Is that courage? courage? yes. So you have more courage because of it?
1: Yes, you feel more fulfilled, so obviously because of that, you're actually more brave, you go out and you do the things.
3: Powerful. Yeah.
1: Mm. So like willingness as well,
2: we could say. Right, willingness. Willingness. willingness to do more things. Willingness. Is willingness emotion? Enthusiastic.
1: A, it's a kind of okay, brave rather than more willingness. Okay. Oh,
8: courageous is brave, isn't it? So
2: mm. Yeah. Uh, it would, would, it, would it be would it be a mix of confident? A confident, yeah. Could confident be more. And willingness. Um sorry, someone spoke and I didn't I missed it. Enthusiastic. Okay. Was there another one? Um, motivated, but
7: I think probably
5: enthusiastic. What was that? Well. Yeah. Okay. Light-hearted, happy,
7: joyous,
2: joy. Yes. <laughs> yes,
8: that's actually. How can we forget
7: happy?
2: <laughs> 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 right? Can everyone see that, or has that gone off the screen? No, one can see it. It's yeah. There you go. Okay, so. Alright, so now when we look at this, what, what does that tell us about connection? So when we look at the scale from disconnected to connected?
1: More opportunity to connections. Sorry. More opportunity to connections.
2: Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and this, this really goes to what the, the Gottmans talk about relationships. They should be a safe cocoon that, that gives us the courage and the bravery and the confidence to go out and do all the stuff that we want to in the world. So, okay. So this is why I say that connection is the key of relationships. It's the, it's the bigger thing than the relationships. Um, what we're really love after is connection. Um, and relationships are a part of, or a mechanism through which we get that connection. Okay, guess, so I'm going to...
6: Sorry, I was going to say, I guess it goes, it's almost like a spectrum from a low energy level at this connection to a high energy level at connection.
2: Yeah. yeah.
6: So you get... Uh... David Hawkins.
2: Yeah, I uh, did I Did you say? Uh, how do I stop the share? Stop, 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 share. Stop, share. Okay, so, yes, yeah, so basically, um, that's what this book is about. Um, and he says power is when you're above the line, which is all the things that can be connected. And force is where you're trying to control things, you try and force things to happen, which is when you're disconnected. Um, okay so all right so we talked about that now so now let's talk about a couple of people mentioned about like in a relationship how you lose the connection or how do you deepen the connection um like dad was talking about um, you, you, like you, you have see someone in a dating relationship, and then as it becomes more serious, and you see more of them, the novelty, um, and rather than being the highlight of the week, it just becomes ordinary. So I'm just going to share, um, share this image. So. This isn't um, like a definitive thing. It's just something I, I just knocked up quickly um, before this. Um, but basically, when you look at a person, they they start from themselves. And then they because they start to connect with ideas, and they connect with the culture, and they get conditioned by the culture that we are in, um, and somewhere they pick up values, and then there's identity. Is like somewhere, as a toddler, as a toddler grows up, they get a sense of themselves being separate. There's a like a stage in child development where they're not aware that they're any different from their surroundings. And then they, just, it's when they like babies start to look at themselves in mirrors and and realize um, that then like they're, there's a separation from them in the world. And that's the forming of identity. And so m- most of what we do is because of who we believe we are. Um, and then there's roles. So we play roles. We become, We're. A, I'm a mum, I'm a dad, I'm a, um, I'm an accountant, I'm a um, uh, sports person or whatever you are. And then we have affiliations. So I work at, Coca Cola, or I'm, um, I'm a Catholic, or I'm a, um, whatever. Um, do they make sense,
5: Rob? Um, I'm looking at this and I'm questioning where you have culture because to me, I would think that culture would be above affiliations, um, because it is within that context that all of those things take place.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, um, these aren't, uh, this isn't really a set model or anything, it's just something I put together quickly. Um, So I think uh, culture could be, it could be weak, but it's also, there's, there's something about when we grow up, If we grow up in in the Western world, we're given a certain culture and we believe certain things. So, like, in our world, it's very individualistic um, and we have that orientation. If we grew up in, say, Japan, we'd have a very um, different idea and it'd be less individual and more um, about you know, like there's, there's a kind of a dif- difference between the Eastern world and the, and the Western world in terms of individualism and community. Um, does that make sense? So the, I, we, for this, for the purposes of this it's not saying that this is the exact um, way it goes, but these are some of the concepts that make up a person. So it may not be that order, Um I, um, but these are the different, some of the different levels, and there are more. Does that make sense?
5: Yeah, I was just thinking about it in the sense that um, your culture um, defines you as long as you're in that culture. Well, even if you leave it, some aspects of it still um, will follow you wherever. And so it... Um, contributes to all of those other, or influences all of those other um, issues that you have
1: uh, in the family as well. well our yeah. family, yeah. Um, of the childhood is what our beliefs are coming from yeah. our
6: parents.
8: I was going to say that actually, like in cultivation, if it was a plant, it's the soil that that plant is, that seed's being planted in. I think that's what you mean by culture. There is the wider sense of culture, but there's also, you know, how we're cultivated, if you like, Mm. our immediate Um, environment.
2: Yeah, I I think there's different levels. And the level that I had in mind was, yeah, that very first, your first awareness of the world Mm-hmm. comes from that so so for example if we look mm-hmm. at accents they come from where you are in the first 7 years generally um and be, all in those 7 years like 70% of all our neural connections are wired up in the mm-hmm. first 7 years so that basis of how we see the world um is the first sort of printing that we have so fam- um, someone mentioned family
5: family so fa-
2: so family are um and it, it, it i think until you're an adult until you start maybe getting in a relationship and you see someone else's family uh or maybe you have friends and you go to other people's homes and you see that they don't all do the same thing and um individual families have cultures but we don't realize that until we go in someone else's um so i don't know exactly um w- 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 Uh, where the where those go um, but they are different levels so for example like the affiliation of where i work is much less than um a value that like i'll live or die by so last it was last week we did the heal i die on and that's really the values that are really core that mean everything to you and so where you work that's transitory um and there's certain cultural influences that are very superficial
5: so wouldn't you say then that um next to core self then probably familial norms i'm trying for the term yeah um that's because that's your cocoon that's what sets you up for life
2: yeah um I don't know. I haven't really looked into that enough to to be de- definitive. And I'm not sure we can yeah. um, because some to some extent it's, it's individual because, like, that 70% is laid down, but some of that we override. Like, if we leave our culture and we suddenly – or we ha- completely disagree with our family and, and move away and we, like, polar opposite, um, so – so so the idea is that each person has different levels now when you're when you first meet someone say on the dating site you only see the outer layer so you see what they look like you see what they tell you and what they're going to tell you that their their job their height their their appearance their hobbies these are all the kinds of things that you're happy for m- almost anyone to know and then when we get to the core root the core self it's all the things that we don't feel good enough it's all the anxieties that we have it's the um most embarrassing thing <clears throat> thing that happened to us it's the secret that we don't we wish no one ever knew all of those things so do you see from mm what we're happy for everyone to know to what we may or may not let one or two people know so there's those layers now how connected we are is about how deep in those layers we go does that make sense with the other person with the other yeah. person yeah so how much they they let us in because people often talk about you know oh, I, I i can't know anything about them they they just won't let me in someone's got so much defenses that they just keep you stuck at a certain level this is as much as you know about me i'm not telling you anymore because i'm scared to um um so connection so connection is really about self-disclosure when you tell someone something that makes you vulnerable that's what connects people that's what that's what connects humans is it when
3: you tell them something that makes makes you vulnerable but also that they accept you because if the, if the part of them not accepting you happens then supposedly there isn't the connection
2: yes yeah so self disclosure is the mechanism so if they respond in a way like that hurts you or unaccepting, then you d- you disconnect. But assu- assuming that they respond reciprocally and so on, that is the mechanism of how we connect.
5: So which school do you belong to? The school of full disclosure or the school that tell, you tell only what is required to be done?
2: <laughs> okay, so let's have a debate. <laughs> who, by show of hands, who is in um, full disclosure and who is in non disclosure? None.
0: Did
8: you see or no?
2: limited disclosure? Um limited, not
8: complete
2: non-disclosure, yeah. but <laughs> I'm not telling you anything about me. <laughs> I'm gonna put this date in profile, but I'm not <laughs> no, gonna no. tell you my I'm not gonna
5: tell <laughs> some,
4: limited some. Okay. Um so gradual as well, isn't it? You know, well, you know that somebody gains yeah. trust respect. Um, but then again, you know, when you've got 10 layers and like you used to compare it to an onion. We'll hang on, you know, as you peel it off and you reveal your layers, you might still only want to reveal nine out of ten because you, uh, um, I don't know.
6: Not us, you have to jump one way or the other.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, either full disclosure like or, or
6: non disclosure.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Somebody might have had a bad childhood and they might say, you know, I'll tell you three things out of five, but I don't want to discuss all five. I don't want to dig up the past. Yeah. Thinking, I, think, I think this is more about more about a bad child. Which or... one you
6: tend to, isn't it? Rather than um literally full disclosure. Well, well,
2: um, no, I, I think Daz is right. I think there is a point, everyone's got a set point of how much yeah. they'll let someone in. That point is the amount of connection you're gonna have. Because if you don't let anyone any anymore, you can't connect any that much more.
3: What makes that set point? Does that relate to attachment style?
2: Fears, yeah, really, uh, attachment and um, anxiety and, and fear. Because what's the cost of letting someone in?
3: The risk that you could, you could get rejected because you're vulnerable. But it's having the courage to, to, to take that risk. But I'm wondering when you talk about a set point that seems to be an, a, a habitual level, uh, that's probably something a person isn't doing consciously, and that sounds like it relates to attachment style.
2: Often, and, and it can also be other things. And it's, and it's not like you're only going to go there f- that far. But it's it's um, okay. This is where I'm comfortable with, and. It doesn't mean that that doesn't change, and and this isn't like you, it, we're not like books that there's 300 pages, and once we get 200 pages, there's nothing else to know about us because we're continually writing the the book, so there's always more layers. Um, but if you like, it, the, the, if you look at like someone who has the best relationship, they'll know almost everything about each other and trust each other to to share that so it's it's about how much you let him because people change because the other thing i i think you said earlier Daz, was that um or, or something to do with like people people will change we you people think that everyone is the same you know like i i know you so well therefore i don't need to know you this 10 years later whereas actually none of us are like a 300 page book that's written and we never change we are a 300 page book that's writing and in 10 years we've got another 300 pages and what happens in relationships is people think that okay i've read that 300 pages i know everything about that book but actually in those 10 years they've been rewriting the next book so there's always more connection but the level of all of the positive things that we talked about in the list of the confidence of all of those things they come from the connection now if you get to that level and you think i know everything about that person then you start to disconnect because they've moved on and you're still there so you're disconnecting and th- the idea of saying like i know everything about you is comes a, it's like disrespectful isn't it it's like saying I, I know who you are when when i haven't really and so that's on a disconnection size does that make are sense you saying
3: that we have to keep we have to keep learning about someone rather than thinking we know everything
2: yeah okay so we're we've all lived a few decades um do we know everything about ourselves not So, I mean, like, all the time we're learning about I can do – you know, people are always surprised that they can do something that they couldn't do, that, um, like, unravelling the human personality is so deep that none of us can do it. Um, And to assume that we know someone else because we've lived with them for – you know, like, we've seen a snapshot of their life for 10 years is – so that's really comes down to when we talk about integrity, respect, kindness. Respect is the key, one of the key drivers of a relationship. This is what respect is: is understanding, like who are you, um, and I want to find out constantly. Because if you, that's, that's where someone feels validated. That's where someone feels um, they have more self-esteem. They feel seen. They feel understood. They feel connected. They, all of those things that we had under connected. That's the mechanism of how you have that connection.
3: So you're saying to always be open and interested.
2: That's the, the three keys are integrity, do what you say, and then this is respect.
1: That's the grow mindset. You know, we all, we all learning and all the time we should search out for something new over the time to learn something new. It's the whole life. It's lesson. Yeah. And we can learn with every single word from other person. If you're looking at the meaning, don't look at the word, look at the meaning behind. Yeah. And if you look at it that way, it's take longer the lesson, but it's more gradually connected.
2: Yeah. Yes. So it's. Yeah. I was just about to say,
4: yeah, uh, but say one thing we couldn't 12 months ago, what a lot of people didn't know about each other was how we would deal with a pandemic <laughs> without going into it all. But you couldn't say, I know everything about you and I know how you'll be without being able to go to the pub, without being able to go out for a meal, having to work from home. There's a lot of things. Uh, maybe you know, maybe Rob. Uh, maybe two years ago, you you might have had this. Uh, well, pre-internet, let's say you might have had this and get pe- ten people in a room. Well, now you're doing it virtually.
2: Yeah, um, that, that's an interesting point. So, who has learnt something about themselves during this pandemic? So, so that's the the, fit, the key is like in relationships is that there's always something. And like Janos says, the more that you know about something, the more interested you get. So, you know, like a, a, like people who hate maths at school, they're like, oh, I don't do maths. Oh, I don't do maths. Because I, I had this with both of my daughters and I was just like trying to help them with maths. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. And then as soon as they start to understand a little bit, they, it becomes easier. Now, it's probably not the best example because neither of them love maths. But do you know, like, when you start when you start something, like, you don't know, know nothing about, like, me um, for music or art or fashion or anything like that. I, I I wouldn't even know what are the main concepts. But once you know enough to appreciate, because you, you have to know enough to appreciate it. But once you do that whole thing of mastery is like fascination with it because you can see how many more branches and and the more you have to have knowledge to know um what you don't know um and to know what you what to study basically like the more that you know about something the more you're aware of what you don't know
1: mm. David Hawkins really nicely describing this. He actually saying ninety nine percent of our brain is silent, and only one percent is the knowledge. So you always have a room to improve on that.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, when you when you look look at um, like who's tried to meditate? Yeah. Um, and how was it?
1: Begin very difficult.
2: <laughs> <laughs> really bloody difficult.
1: <laughs> but after a do- year I can do three hours without problem.
2: Wow. Wow. Um and but it it's all the like you're not even people most people aren't even aware of all these voices going on in their head before they try and shut them up. Um there is. And every day, how many how many times do we go through the day with who are you to say that who are you to to do that oh you 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 can't do that all those kind of things that stop everyone from doing the things that you want to do okay so so uh, so uh,
3: rob it sounds like you're describing connection as a something that's living and evolving rather than something that you do once and then you you leave it Idle and say, okay, we're connected. That's it. It's like if that connection isn't breathing and living, then there isn't a
2: connection. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what, what happens with couples that <clears throat> so in love get married is um, they go, yeah, we're, we're in love. Um, that's it. We're connected. Um, and then it's the assumption that it's, it, that's it. Um, and so, yeah, it is because that's what keeps it alive because that's the life force of the relationship
3: yeah and that that word fascination that you use uh, i think that's a really deep word because you can't really be fascinated by someone if you're not enjoying or you're not drawn to them can you
1: no but who decide you enjoying that person who decide you enjoying that with that person it's our responsibility our feelings. We decide we enjoy with that person what we do. Or opposite, the person do something what might hurt us, but that's coming from us, it's something what we unsolved in the past. So whenever it's coming something as the emotion, as hurt, it's been something you didn't solve in the past. It's not the person hurt you, it's something from your past. So it should work out in yourself easier after connect with the person. If you can't solve the problem in yourself, you can't connect to people. It's basically coming from us first, the issue. It's actually a lesson to teach us how to improve. It's called, called cycle, learning cycle. You actually learn, you in the situation, you go to your feeling, then after you just observe it, You try to understanding what was happens. Then you try to make a tactics after, how you can improve that in the future. Then you re-experience it. Then continue this cycle all the time. Life never stops. You all the time learn, learn. Same with the connection with other people all the time. I believe in this. Mm.
2: So, is that uh, that sounds like a theory or, or some?
1: It's called or cycle, basically. Or Honey and Mumford was talking about this as well. You basically got the activist. You do reflection after. After reflection, you usually what you do, you do the theorist. What was that last one? Years, it's the theory. So, you're making the kind of tactics for next time, how you can improve in this. So you learn from the lesson what you could do much better, how you could do better. If you learn something from it, maybe you did your best. and a couple of years later, you find something what you could do much better, because your knowledge is not there yet. Your mindset, it's not there yet. We all evolve our whole time, because of your emotional level maybe be this time, it will bring you with anger. But maybe other time you will have pride, so you will be a little bit higher level. So you will different ways solve the problem. But you choose which emotion level you use. You need to learn how you choose your emotion level in order to to solve the issue.
2: So um, my my uh, interpretation. Um, so I think the emotional state that you're in. Determines how you react to something. Yes. So, so if you're like if you're above the line, you're going to react very differently than if the same example when you're below the line. And um, yeah, I, I totally agree that I think all conflict is really inside us, and yeah. we we heal the conflict from us before uh, with someone else. Sorry. Sandra. What
5: if you um, become so connected or the connection is so deep that one party starts to feel smothered? It becomes smothering for somebody, one person, or maybe both.
2: It, it becomes I, so intense. Yeah. I don't think that's connection. That's spending a lot of time together. But it, it's if you look at that, that smothering, that's the, the part of the things of of maybe being disconnected but the other person wanting that connection and they're trying to force that connection and because they're trying to force the connection through spending time and they're trying to force your emotion so that you you feel something with them then that's not really connection that's a forced connection
5: so connection is best when both people are on an evil keel and it's equivalent it's it's balanced
2: yeah i I mean really it's it's about um, connection needs freedom because if you don't have freedom um you're a captive and no one uh, you look at what's the punishment we give to people punishment uh, um prison
5: But if you have someone who is insecure and who is looking for connection to feel secure and they are pushing for security by this physical, this connection, this being Mm -hmm. together all the time and being connected, um, there are several things that also come into play with that because there's also um, a sense of distrust, why you have to be with that person all the time. Um, and, and various other things. Now, how do you break out of that so that um, somebody feels comfortable enough to give space <coughs> excuse me, for growth, so, for individual growth?
2: Mm, without being so, Yeah. So that is someone who feels disconnected. So what they're looking to is is by thinking, if I'm close, if I keep them tight, if I keep them here, then um we'll be connected so this is this is below the line of control manipulation um but it's really it's really someone who feels disconnected so that anxiety of wanting them there is because they feel disconnected and so they're trying to do it physically because it isn't really there and if it isn't really there Someone's going to feel smothered. It's it's not real connection, and it's going to be one or, one or the other is going to feel dissatisfied. So how do, how do you give them? It ha, you can't do it by physically. You have to. A relationship is what's between two people. You know, and if
6: if I there's was gonna like, say, yeah, sorry, I was going to say, you know how when we say. Uh, just click with someone, and you don't know what it is, but you just click with them. I think, in a way, that's what we are trying to explain here in these specific terms. And that, that kind of connectivity, if you like, that clicking with someone is not forced, it just happens naturally. And both parties are willing participants in that, and they are happy to do it. They are happy to listen, they are happy to be listened to you know they feel that that person understands them so they open up and they're happy to receive the other person's baggage whatever it may be they're happy to listen to it and so that forms that oh we clicked you know we go on really well and i think what we're trying to do is define well what is that exactly in this specific mm.
2: yeah it's, it's so like there's there's wavelengths of where you feel comfortable you know like people on a similar wavelength and so it becomes easier um
6: Whereas if some snotty person comes up and says, Sandra, I want to be your friend. Tell me, you know, it's it's totally different, isn't it? Oh, come on, let's be connected. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> t- t- tell me your deepest secrets. Go on, go on. I'll listen, I'll listen. <laughs> yes, but we all... We Th- don't there's no connection, is it? <laughs>
2: We've all had one of those.
6: Yeah. Oh, un- unless it's this guy with the chest of hair, if you remember I was describing, then that might be different. You know the one with the car? Uh-huh. Oh, I don't remember. Some weeks ago. Um, because uh, Rob R- R- was saying, you know, it's uh, a- about accumulation of um, resources. So I said that uh, if there was this guy who had um, bling, mustache, chest of hair. <laughs> anyway, never mind. That- that's about a few weeks ago. You have to go and listen yeah, to that yeah. one. And you've had time to grow the mustache, eh, <laughs> Rob? I've never grown a moustache in my life, I have to say. Not even on holiday, <laughs> or even lockdown. <laughs> I shave every day. Even my son says to me, why would you bother doing all those things? Because so, I'm on camera.
5: <laughs> or you're a creature of habit.
6: No, it's about discipline. Because, ah, uh, because he, sa- he says to me, okay, I get it that you shave, and okay, I get it that, you know, uh, all the rest of it. But he says, Why do you put aftershave on? They're not going to smell you on the camera, are they? And I said, well, today you don't put aftershave. Tomorrow you stop washing. The day after that you start switching off your camera. It's about discipline. Otherwise the standards slip.
5: Can we apply that same level of discipline to a relationship?
1: That's behavior rather than just discipline. It's a kind of boundaries, sorry, more boundaries. Where you said I like this or I don't like this, and you bend it a little bit, no?
5: But it's also the doing. There's a ritual that you perform, and in the performance of of that ritual, you are achieving something that you see as desirable and something that you 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 that makes you um, complete in a sense, and it's part and parcel of who, who you are. So in terms of a relationship, then, if you were to look at what do you need to do on a on that kind of basis that keeps your relationship grounded and keep... Um, yeah, yeah, to keep your... Yeah, it keeps your relationship on an even keel. Bal- you know... Because I think sometimes we forget some of the the things that we used to do in the beginning mm. that yeah. um, keep that you know that 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 helped to cement the relationship and we take it for granted that if we drop this and we drop that, it's still fine because we are in the relationship. It's like you know that saying, "Oh, I've got the wedding ring now, so I don't have to try anymore,
2: yeah, 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 I think it it it's like uh, b j. Fogg talks about tiny habits um and if like if all you have to do to go to the gym to make is is turn up um so I look when I haven't been working out for a while just to go to the gym just turn up for the first two weeks because if you get in the habit of turning up then you'll do something and then eventually you do more and you do more and you do more and I think I was talking about the exact opposite if you let that slip then you'll let this slip and then you'll let this slip um and so um they're all triggers for habits and then within relationships we have habits so like Sandra's saying initially we date and we get that connection from the dating and then we get into this domestic relationship where the only thing we ever do is go shopping and argue about the kids and um, who's putting out the bins Um, and then we wonder why we we don't have why we lose connection so it is there is certain triggers that set the boundaries and the set the the behaviours of, of how we're going to interact. Um, but it starts with the, the like, tiny things. Okay, so I'm just going to share the screen and um, I'm just going to go to... So everyone understands the idea that makes sense or does anyone have any comments on the idea of connecting to someone from different levels let's go back to the whiteboard so we'll get rid of this okay so connection is a spectrum so we've got this this disconnection And then we've got connection. So that's the spectrum, yeah? Now, a relationship is a constant. So a relationship is a constant flow from disconnection to connection so we um so we connect we have connection and then we have an argument and we disconnect and then it's we connect again um and maybe connect deeper um and then we we feel bad we feel maybe something is going on at work and we're not feeling so great and we feel disconnected because we blame our partner and then everything goes well and we feel connected so does that make sense the idea that we flow from connection to disconnection
3: is it a bit like the love tank thing or the credit
2: sorry what's that one
3: is it a bit like oh, the love t- tank thing like you know or the credit um, thing about if you've got five uh, what's that thing about if you've yeah. got
2: Five, the five, yeah, the f- like yeah. five love languages. Um, Sorry, no, not the, f- the love languages.
3: If you have five good things and one bad thing, it's okay. But if the bad things go up too much, then you, you it's like you, you're out of credit.
2: Yeah. Um, it, it's, well, that's, that's re- these are really like the individual things. So, okay, so let's say, let's say like a week in a relationship. Monday, um, it's Monday morning, you don't want to be at work. Um, your partner has run off, has taken all the bread and you don't have anything for your packed lunch. Um, So you're going to be angry, you're going to feel disconnected. So you're having a bad day, Um, you're blaming them um, and so you feel disconnected. And then um, they do something really nice they send you a nice message or or they get you lunch or something like that. And you feel really warm and you feel connected about it, about them. Um, And you go out and you, you have a nice dinner. um, You feel really connected to them. And then um, something happens and you feel disconnected. Does that make sense? Like this kind of goes up and down depending on the the events. So we're always, none of these are ever fully set. So the question is, and this is the question for next week, but I'm asking it now what goes there? What is the mechanism between these, this flowing?
4: Is it something we can give a quick answer to now?
2: No, because um, this is something to think about. We're, we're, this is the subject of next week's.
5: But, okay, you're talking about the so, natural ebb and flow between disconnection and connection, right, in a relation. Yeah. And um, there are certain triggers that will cause the disconnection, as you said. But if it is something that um you you have described as being um not to your liking it upsets you it is not you you'd rather not experience this thing um because it really throws you off And it happens again. So it started out as a minor thing, but it is ignored. That it makes you uncomfortable. To me, that escalates from just being normal ebb and flow. Now that is getting into uh, crisis—a bit of a crisis.
2: Yeah. Yes. So so yeah. So it's not continually going like that, but like, say, in a new relationship, it's going like that, or or like a sort of stable relationship is going like that. But what happens is like you say, all of those things, those nicks, those scars and all those resentments and bitterness mean that you just stay in disconnection. Um, And so then you feel completely disconnected. And then you, that's when the relationship breaks because there is a lack of connection and because there isn't the ability to heal it back to the connection.
5: So then the moral to that story is um, deal with those minor disconnections before they pile up together and become a major a tsunami <laughs> and swap the relationship.
2: Yeah.
6: Which I guess comes back to communication again. So.
5: And receptivity, if you are not receptive to what is being told to you um, and willing to adjust accordingly yeah. the, or make the effort, then yeah. it's not going right. to work.
6: I could say the same,
5: same
8: thing, easy. Errol. Communication, definitely. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I sense that straight away. You yeah. know, we're not mind readers. We don't know what the other person wants or needs.
6: Oh, come on. You've know, you got women's intuition questions. going for you. Oh. <laughs>
8: Literally. Yeah, we have our intuition that guides us. There you go. (laughs) But, um, you know, we're never sort of completely, completely right.
6: I don't know. Uh, I've been told women are always right.
8: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to argue that.
6: (laughs) (laughs)
5: Don't let that make you passive, though, because that is also irritating. (laughs) Oh, indeed. (laughs) (laughs)
2: We can't win, can we? No, Uh, you you uh,
5: can't go yes, dear, no, dear, yes, dear, no,
6: dear. (laughs) Uh, uh, Fortunately or unfortunately, I've never been there. uh... At
1: the end of the day, there is no right and wrong. It's just different opinion. It's perceptions. You see this way the world, I see this way. You only see the world how you want it to see it. If you focus in this, you will see this way. If you focus on that, you will see that way. You want it to see just blue, you will see blue. If you want to see yellow, you want to see yellow.
6: You will see yellow. Yeah, but you see, this is, uh, and that comes back to what I was going to say about communication In that learning to listen is a skill. And uh, you have to learn to listen without judgment. That's not easy because... Um, when someone tells you something, I mean, I find because of what I do, I have to listen a lot, and I always keep catching myself presuming something, and I have to stop myself from presuming it, speak so that I can actually understand what they're telling me, and then ask questions to test my presumptions. So, and because I know that's just my presumption, it's not necessarily the way. Uh, okay. So when you're and bringing that from work environment to a relationship, they they some you think something has happened. It's a bit like the has anyone sort of read the um, the Cookie Monster? No. You haven't. Not recently. Oh oh, hang on a minute, I'll find it. Are
8: you talking about the children's story or something completely
1: different? Yeah, But that actually sounds very interesting because literally what we try to do with our knowledge. We try to understand what, in other words, happening in other person's reality, which is impossible because we only get one percent. Even if you live with that person for a couple of years together, you only can see one percent from that person's world, and you can't truly understand. Even if you will live for 60 years, you probably only understand 10 percent of that
6: person's world. Okay.
5: So, relationship is to, to be... a negotiation and if you don't communicate effectively which comes back to what Earl is saying which is listening and actually yeah. hearing the message and yeah. replying accordingly then it's not going to work and part of negotiation is not to get angry, not to take it personal, not to be defensive um, and respond
6: yeah. with respect. Because, Because quite often what what you think you know for sure isn't always the same. I mean, if you have got time, I can read this out to you. If not, don't worry; I'll just send you the link. Um, I don't
2: know, it, you this time? is this is like, uh, isn't it? Jack and Ori with Tom Hardy. No, no, Let, it's didn't a, he do um, Jack and Ori? Believe so. Was it was it Jack and Ori? Yeah, um, I remember. Um, you have still got talk.
4: that episode recorded, Rob. That one.
2: Well, but now we have we have story time with Errol.
6: (laughs) Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Now you are the new Tom Hardy. Okay, fine. Make sure you got your milk and cookies. So it's, um, it's called The Cookie Thief by Valerie Cox. So a woman was waiting at an airport one night with several long hours before her flight. She hunted for a book in the airport shops, bought a bag of cookies and found a place to drop. She was engrossed in her book, but happened to see that the man sitting beside her, as bold as could be, grabbed a cookie or two from the bag in between, which she tried to ignore to avoid the scene. So she munched the cookies and watched the clock as the gutsy cookie thief diminished her stock. She was getting irritated at this, at the, as the minutes ticked by, thinking, If I wasn't so nice, I would blacken his eye. With each cookie she took, he took one too. And when only one was left, she wondered what he'd do. With a smile on his face and a nervous laugh, he took the last cookie and broke it in half. He offered her half as he ate the other. She snatched it from him and thought, oh brother, this guy's got some nerve and he's also so rude. Why he didn't even show any gratitude? She'd never known when she had been so cold and sighed with relief when her flight was cold. She gathered her belongings and headed off to the gate, refusing to look back at the thieving ingrate. So she boarded the plane and sank in her seat. Then she sought her book, which was almost complete. As she reached in her package she gasped with surprise. There! was her bag of cookies in front of her eyes. If mine are here, she moaned in despair, the others were his, and he tried to share. Too late to apologize, she realized with grief, that she was the rude one, the ingrate, the thief. (laughs) So you think you know things, but sometimes you don't. So I always try to remind myself of the cookie thief, whenever I'm doing things and people tell me things. That's just my perception. Maybe it's not reality. Cookies, it it by so. Valerie Cox. Very, very well written, I thought.
5: Ooh. From that, then you. you say that we need to be willing to have our perceptions tested then. Yeah. We need to be willing to well, uh, test our, ourselves or be, tested, or be tested for us.
6: Uh, our perception is our reality, which is, I think, comes back to, do you actually know that person? Have you actually found out everything about them? Do you know them? You know? Um, so you keep testing it. You think you know everything, but
4: maybe you don't. Maybe it's a bit like uh, uh, unconscious bias. Yeah. Uh, where somebody's already got a a bit of a image of the situation or people if, without a bit having yeah. to mind about it. But-
6: but, but we have, haven't we? We think we know the world, this is the way things are. I mean, I, I, I remember, I, I walked into a shop, and I was doing DIY at home many years ago. And, you know, I, I mean, I had the filthiest clothes you could imagine, hair, not that I got much hair anyway, but, you know, it was dirty because, of, you know, dust, everything, paint on me, dirt, grease, and when I walked in to get a bag of screws, because I'd run out, so I didn't want to go all the way to BNQ, so I just walked to the local shop. The guy straight away was so attentive because he thought I was going to nick something because of the <laughs> way I was dressed. <laughs> he, he actually thought, yes, sir, can I help you? He's basically get me out of the shop as quickly as possible. And yet I went in there a few days before. I had a suit and a tie because I'd just come back from work. And he didn't even put an eyelid, you know, I come in, I picked up a few things, you know, because I, I happened to walk into the rucksack suit, so try clearly I've got money, I'm going to pay for it. But when I walked in with all those dirty clothes, I must have looked like a, I don't know, beggar off the street. So straight away, they know me, right? Well, got do they? Biased. Yeah, got absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Got a bias towards you. Sure. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: But we all do. Sorry? We all do. We all do all the time, unfortunately.
6: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's what protect us to be not get damaged. We think. But actually sometimes it stops us to be happy.
6: Yeah. Yeah, it is true. Uh, so it's always good to sort of try and find out. Um, and in fact a similar story for Covey uh, says, I don't know if you guys have read um, Seven Habits, he talks about it, he, that, that's his own his own experience. So he's in New York, traveling on a train. And there's this guy uh, with two kids, and the kids are being very naughty and, you know, really disturbing everybody. And, um, you know, everybody's like really getting agitated. And uh, I think somebody, or maybe himself kind of said to him, you know, sir, would you mind asking your children to calm down a little bit, you know, because they're disturbing everyone. And the guy kind of was in a haze and he kind of snaps out of it and calls the kids over and says, oh, I'm sorry. He says, "Uh, we are just coming back from the hospital. Uh, He says, "Uh, my wife died three hours ago and the kids don't know how to handle it. So all of a sudden, the kids being... Naughty, the guy being a responsible parent, has turned into, oh my God, I'm so sorry, is there anything I can do to help? Of course, let the kids run amok, doesn't matter. All of a sudden, nobody minds. Because well, nothing has changed, but your perception has changed. The context has changed. And so, we tend to judge others by the context we think is there. Mm-hmm their actions are based on what we think is happening. So we think we know everything, and therefore their actions are based on what we think is the case, and we already down the judge and the jury a bit. And that comes back to the cookie-thief again. Do you actually know it, or do you think you know it? Is there a fact or evidence that says this is the case, and that comes back to uh, being able to communicate that connectivity? Is like that, that information flow? That- between the two people
5: it's that, like that we need to be open we need to have an openness
1: we have to ask ourselves a question from where that's coming because when like I say most of the times we react on something we always talk about bias so it's coming from the past we need to ask is that actually true and start searching for that. And we need to solve the problem in the past. What we most of the times we try to do, we try to solve the problem in the presence. You can't solve something what it's hurt you from the past on the presence. You need to go back. You need to spend time for self-healing and solve our garbage in the past. Yeah. The first time it's a and after you can start Heal and you not repress it because every single time when you try to push the ball in the water, it will come back right. and it will be hurt you more. Yeah. So, you can't solve today in the presence the problem, you need to go back in the past and yeah. feel yes. it.
5: So, you're saying we need to be honest with ourselves
1: then? More than honest, we need to understand our feeling. Most of us, we don't even understand our feeling. We don't even know that feeling. It's actually that feeling. When I had last year a skydive, I felt like I'm dying. For two days, I was shaking my body. I was in the bed. I didn't know what's happened with me. But actually, that was excitement. But I label it first as the fear. But actually, that wasn't the fear. That's excitement, kind of excitement level, which I never had it before, but my body couldn't recognise what is that. Until I didn't spend two days just to understand what is that.
6: Mm. Yeah. Well, as I say, learn from the past, plan for the future but live in the present. Very true. E-e- easier said than done though. So to be able to learn from the past, you have to be prepared to face some ugly truths about yourself. And that's not always easy. But, but also,
5: you have to develop a discipline to learn to look at yourself and to um, investigate these things. Yeah. It just doesn't come to you, um, I need to, oh, yes, this happened, and I need to understand it. If you don't have the tools, to look at yourself and to um, decouple the various elements you'll you, you, you you'll still be at square one. Or you will um, have a uh, half-finished, unfinished job at best, which it probably could be more um, frustrating than helpful to
2: you. Well, that level of... You know, we talked about um, the level of disclosure, the level of, to other people. There's That's also because connection is... To life, to yourself, to others, to like inner circle, outer circle. So that level of self-disclosure is also personal. So, and if you're not willing to look at something, if you're not willing um, to to really dig and get to the truth, then there's only so much connection you can have with yourself. There's only so much connection you can have with life if you're not open to the truth rather than your perception of the truth
3: how are you defining connection to the
2: self so um, how like all the positive things well actually this was how I was going to finish up actually so that keys into it perfectly so this today was about connection So the the first ingredient of a successful relationship is connection. And the second one is like, where does that loop? So that's the question. So what comes in the middle of that loop? What is the mechanism by which we deepen or lose connection? So so just to finish up, we had... uh, Janos was leading the quest of disconnection so and Betty was leading the quest of connection so if you can summarize the connection and disconnection that spectrum from me uh yeah if you if you if you go and then Betty which one are we doing? Um so you were talking about connection, weren't you? And and uh Janos was talking about disconnection. Not to put you on the spot.
3: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we were talking about connection first. And we said that uh communication yeah.
6: Communication being listened to. Yeah, that's Makes all. you feel happy, uh, accepted, trust. Yeah.
3: First, we started by reverse engineering and saying what what wasn't <laughs> feeling connected, like the example of not being listened to. So then we said we wanted to uh, feel heard, respected acknowledged, and to have someone so genuine interest, which was for them to stay present and ask questions and to be attentive and to actually understand our point of view and for them to show genuine concern and actually listen to what's bothering to us and uh, to ask questions and hear us without judging so that we felt we could be ourselves and to feel heard. And we felt that at the heart of that was to feel uh, supported and uplifted and to feel embraced. And that made us feel content and happy and relaxed. Very good, thank
2: you.
1: So basically in these connections we uh, talk about more about behaviour and the communication, uh, what was the main issue to be disconnected from other people. mainly more was the respect and the expectations which causing these connections. Then the feelings behind it, it's quite a few, it's coming up with the fears, with the low confidence and the jealousy and the grief. I think most of the times it's literally just the fear of lost. So be self-esteem to be not worthy enough. So it's coming from ourself inside this. If we solve these issues inside, it's much easier to connect it with other people because we don't need to search that in other person. We already have it and we can give us the gift. Can I say, Rob, that uh, I feel that I've really
3: uh, learned a lot from what you've done today because what stands out to me is that connection is something that is a living ongoing thing and that if it's not uh, kept moving then that connection doesn't exist and the, and the yeah. other key thing is about connection is about self-disclosure
2: yeah um a relationship is really what's between two people it's the dynamic and that's a living thing Um, And if we don't treat it as a living thing, it dies. Mm. Mm. Um, Before we close, does anyone else have any comments?
7: Yes, it's about caring about something and someone outside of just yourself and your own needs and nurturing that. And that's um, the propelling, the momentum to continue it and continuing to learn and continuing that connection.
2: Yeah. Yeah. um, Everyone predominantly thinks that happiness comes from things or from themselves. Um, But if you search for happiness on itself, you'll never find it because it comes in service to something else. It's like the people we love most are our children, or our pets, because they're the ones we give most to. And it's when we give to others that we um, find ourselves and so that's so integrity is doing what we should do putting a firm foundation of who we are respect is having interest curiosity and build which develops the connection and then kindness is giving of ourselves in something beyond ourselves okay well thank you everyone um, and especially thank you for Betty and Janos for leading us through. Um, and, and next, next week, we're talking about the intersection. Um, and so from now to then every, if everyone can think about what is that mechanism? You're not,
6: you're not going to the Marvel mar- really special, maybe a couple of sneaky bits in the closing credits in the Marvel films you always get to see what the next film is a little bit you know a couple of scenes from the
2: next film okay <laughs> okay so <laughs> last, was it last week we had um it was er- Errol and Sandra and we've had Janos uh, and Betty no last so, week
6: I think I caught out. Uh, I, I don't think I was yet.
2: No, no, it was yeah it was you because or was it the week before the week it before. was the week before when we went into g- groups. So, Estella and Nicole, you got to give the uh, sneak preview of next week. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Didn't no? <laughs> I need to develop uh, those listening skills,
2: don't I? <laughs> so it's it's this isn't the Marvel uh, <laughs> one, though. but uh, we'll we'll come we'll come to you next week for the for the for the clip make you have to be careful
5: now they may
2: make sure they come <laughs> you know? yes. um, yeah no it will be whoever's here, but if you're if yeah if you're there and you're happy to do it um right actually i'm just, you've just given me an idea um I've been meaning for ages is everyone here happy being on camera because what i'm what I'm thinking is. Up on, you know, like on the, the, the meet-up, the group photo, it's like a group from a couple of years ago. Um, mm. oh, you want is to change everyone it? okay if we take a snapshot and and then at least we've got a, an updated...
7: Do you mean tonight, now?
2: Yeah. Wait, I need to we can talk do it next time. If someone reminds me. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am
7: and not again. feeling well today. <laughs> right, yeah. everyone. Hey, everyone.
2: Brown paper bag. Exactly. Brown paper <laughs> <back>. <laughs> <laughs> Right, everyone, get your um, makeup done, hair done. Um, I haven't got gown hair. And
6: <laughs> that's not fair.
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs> Sorry. I'm saying that's not fair. I haven't got Isn't hair that? to get it done.
2: Well, you got more than me. It's very pretty, Errol. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
6: thank you. Look, that's very kind of you, Nicole. Even though it's not. Right. The thing
2: I
5: ask is to have <laughs> a, are the name's going to be on it.
2: Sorry, uh, you can take your name off, or you can yeah, change your name. Yeah, my um, name. But if you can remind me, because I've been meaning to do this for probably about a year, and I always forget. It's like when I we used to go to the meetings; I always forgot to take pictures. Okay, um, so yeah, so that's the that's the. Plan for next week, so everyone, full, full makeup, full hair. (laughs) I'll try and get a wig. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Right. Well, thank you, everyone, and we'll see you next week to talk the second second element. Cheers, everyone. Bye, everyone. See you.
6: I no, won't put makeup I... next week though,
3: sorry. Oh, okay, I'll
5: dye
2: my hair blue. Purple? Red, <laughs> Mo- or which Mohican. One? Mohican style. My daughter's <laughs> got blue and green hair, so there
0: you go.
5: That's an idea.
2: <laughs> you can yeah, have everyone... rainbow colours. Rainbow go. colours? Yeah, oh. so like everyone have like go from pink to purple to Yes.
5: You mean like how um, Louis Vuitton decided that they're going to do a jumper in the Jamaican flag colors and gave us the Ethiopian flag colors? Because they, <laughs> they think that Jamaica's colors are the red, green, and gold of uh, Ethiopia. <laughs> and they still got it wrong. It's black, green, and gold, not black, green, and yellow. I mean, you need to do the research, at least, you think, before you make the shirt. Yeah.
6: Why? It's more fun this way.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Says the man in the red shirt. <laughs> the,
6: the, yeah, <laughs> the orange. <man> everybody
5: <laughs> would recognize as just being red.
7: Nah.
6: Yeah. Anyways. So um, you all next have a good week. week. Uh, I will uh, certainly be without any makeup, but uh, I'll have some hair off. <laughs> well See I'll try then. and grow some.
2: <laughs> have
6: a great week take care you too I put on my
2: fun. bikini <laughs> yeah well have the, have the beach have the beach yeah, background
6: yeah. <laughs> and is that your house or something
2: no 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 this is in Jamaica <laughs> yeah I know but this is, is at your house this from is, Jamaica yeah, this is Sandra's weekend estate
5: Yes, uh. exactly so. Um, no, no, I was telling Rob that this is a place, um, Negril Beach, um, which was known um, in the heyday of the hippies for mushrooms and Then, uh. yes, and they would all get, um, and there's a local hedonism hotel down there, you know. The oh, okay. Head. Yeah, hedonism, right.
6: Yeah. yeah. Nude Beach it's, and It's all. interesting you should know things like that.
5: Yeah, you need to. (laughs) I'm just trying to add a little bit of cheer and a little bit of sunlight in these dark and dreary days. Oh,
6: absolutely. And it's helping, I can tell you. (laughs) Good, 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 good. Okay. Okay. See you guys.
8: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.